0: Welcome to Kingdom Insight with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to help you discover treasures and truth from God's Word and also give you deeper insights and understanding of the character and nature of God. Here is your host, Dr. Kazumba Charles.
1: God bless you. Thank you for joining me once again on this program. Uh, I believe you've been blessed by all the other programs that we've done. And today we're going to continue. We're going to be looking at uh, a vision. A vision sees beyond the obstacles. I want to share with you concerning obstacles that comes between your visions. Many of us have uh, a vision to do something greater for the kingdom of God or a vision to start a business, a vision to start something. And uh, you find that most of the times, uh, most uh, visions die when they encounter obstacles in their way. Many people give up when they encounter situations in front of them that uh, makes them slow down to reach their destiny or to reach their calling. So today I want to help us to help you understand the importance of uh, developing a vision that sees beyond the obstacles. A vision that sees beyond any, you know, um, Challenges that might be in front of you. You see we live in a world that has uh, a spiritual dimensions both good and bad So having a vision that sees beyond the obstacles either spiritual or just in the natural realm is very important A vision is more than just seeing You know, angels and demons or visions or dreams. A vision is about uh, tuning in the eyes of our heart to see the more that God is doing or intends to do with our lives. It's about seeing things from his vantage point. And seeing the bigger picture of where God wants you to go or to be. When you look into the invisible power or the invisible grace of God. You begin to become a person that can go beyond the impossible. Because uh, many people have dreams that have visions and very few are fulfilled. Because they ran into these obstacles. One of the men in the Bible that we can get some courage from and we can learn a lot from is actually Nehemiah. Nehemiah was just a layman. uh, Not a priest like Ezra. nor a prophet like Malachi. He served uh, the Persian king in a secular position before leading a group of uh, Jews to Jerusalem in order to rebuild the city walls that was broken down. This is like uh, a man who is uh, a nobody who comes up to see that vision that needs, you know, the children of Israel really needed a leader in that department to come and rebuild the broken walls. Nehemiah had a vision of uh, rebuilding the temple. But with a vision comes uh, challenges. With a vision comes uh, obstacles. With a vision comes, uh, you know, um, some uh, challenges that will cause you to drop that vision along the way. It was not easy for Nehemiah to take on uh, this task because uh, we find out in the book of uh, Nehemiah that people were discouraged as they began to build uh, the walls. They were mocked by others. They were laughed at and they tried to turn on each other as well. But because of Nehemiah's vision of rebuilding the walls of the temple, he encouraged the people to fight on. And I want to encourage you to fight on to doing what God has called you to do. Because when you set out to do what God has called you to do, discouragement comes in. There are times you don't have money to continue doing what you're doing. Are you going to let that money stop you from doing what God has called you to do? Or are you going to persist and use whatever resources that is in, within, around you and continue to march forward and to continue to sustain that vision? You see, with Nehemiah, the people got discouraged. And not only that, they began, they, they were mocked. Some of you, with your vision, you've been mocked. Some of you, with your vision, you've been laughed at. Some of you, with your dreams that you've shared, you've uh, been mocked or laughed at or seen as crazy. Or like Joseph, they've, uh, you know, not literally, but thrown you into the dungeon or sold you out because they think you are crazy with what you're thinking. Listen, a vision that uh, is uh, small, cannot lead you to where God wants you to be. Because if your vision is too small, it will encounter challenges. When we talk over a vision, we are not just talking about uh, seeing you know, where you can go. We're talking about achieving and moving on to where you need to go. In the Bible, there were people in the Bible who saw visions. Jacob saw a ladder from earth to heaven with angels descending and ascending. Ezekiel had the most phenomenal vision. The spirit would ritual retro- tele- teleport him to another place. Isaiah had a vision of the throne room of God in Isaiah 6. Joel, uh, J- John saw Jesus while in exile on the island of Patamos. But uh, what vision we're talking about here is not the vision of, uh, you know, uh, into the spiritual realm where you can't touch. We're talking about a vision that you can reach and God wants you to reach that vision so that you can do what he has called you to do. So first the question we might ask here is uh, what is a vision? A vision is the ability to see beyond uh, the cadence that may be in front of you. Obstructing you from clearly seeing what is on the other side. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 we read this. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablet, so he may run who reads it. A vision is a simple vision. It's not nothing complicated about it. It is not like a, a maze kind of a field where you have to figure it out. A vision is knowing this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to pursue, this is what God wants me to do, and I'm going for it. A vision is not complicated. We complicate it. Actually, we pick up too many other pieces added to the vision that God gave you, and those too many pieces becomes a burden to your vision. And actually, they become vision killers. Because you're trying to do so many things. I heard one person uh, uh, who was taking some courses at uh, you know, the university. And that they were doing uh, one course. And then they, are, they were doing another course in a different uh, field guess what they ended up not finishing any of uh, the two courses they were doing why because you've picked up too many stuff and they are going to be weighing you down they are not going to let you reach where you need to go just have a vision have one plan have just that one plan yes there is plan A plan B but plan A and plan B and plan C and plan D whatever you want to do must always connect to the original vision what did God say to you what did God speak to you what is it that you desire to do with God and when you realize what is what is that God needs you to do you are not going to do this tomorrow or you say oh God have you ever seen people I laugh at these actually uh, many people they, they would come into a house of uh, a church for example and they will say the Lord laid me to come here and then st- Six months uh, exactly, they say, the Lord told me to leave. Then they go somewhere, they don't grow, they don't expand, they don't do anything above and beyond extraordinarily. They go somewhere else again, they say, the Lord told me to come here. They are there for two months, they don't like something, they don't like the kitten, they don't like uh, something, they don't like the preacher. Guess what? they end up going? They, they said the Lord again told me to go. They are in a wilderness. And that is what I call a vision that is in the wilderness, in the desert. It just goes in circles without reaching its final destinations. And I hear in my spirit, there are so many of you who have those uh, kind of vision, a vision that goes in circles, a vision that is unfulfilled because you are trying to pick up too many things at once. Pick only one thing and God's grace and anointing and power is going to sustain that one vision. Then the rest can be added to because the main vision has been established. You can't run, you can't build a mansion when you haven't built a foundation to sustain a mansion on if you build if you make a foundation a a, a two story foundation you can't build a six story house on it it's going to collapse so that is what I feel in my spirit many people have the vision and then they add visions and they don't reach to where they need to go they are trying to do too many things without reaching their destination hence they are not fruitful They can't bear fruits. They can't actually sustain even what they're doing. And they're depressed. Listen. God wants you to pick up just one. If you want to pick up one fight. Just pick one fight. If you want to pick up one battle, just pick one battle and continue with that battle until you see the end. Until you see God come through. Don't add. Don't subtract. Just continue with that vision. And I'm speaking to somebody right now. You've been called into ministry. You've been called to do the work of God. You've been called to do so many things for the kingdom of God. And you are there just running around with so many visions and you don't reach your destination. You don't reach the potential that you have why because you are adding too many staff to your vision you are having too many frames coming to that vision today you are here today you are there tomorrow you are there stay in one place Stay in one place and focus like Nehemiah. He was focused on rebuilding the walls. In rebuilding the broken walls. He was so focused on that. Even when the enemy... The enemy started mocking them and the people were discouraged. He was able to do what? To sustain them by encouraging them. He stood the test of time or the testing moment why he believed in what he needed to do. He did not say we're going to stop the project. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll come back next year. He didn't say that. He knew he was only focused on rebuilding the walls that was broken of the temple. Don't have too many visions, have one, pursue one thing, and that one thing will lead to many other things. Listen how God works, God will use you in such a way that your, the the small thing you think it is the small in your life. And you begin to do that one small thing, and one day that small thing will lead to bigger things. That's why the Bible says what do not despise the humble beginning start somewhere start somewhere gain some experience leading up to where you need to go some wants to be the CEOs and they don't want to start as just a support worker. God elevates people who are focused, elevates people who have a vision, elevates people who have a passion to do what they are called to do. And they save uh, faithfully in that department. If you live today here to try and uh, go and achieve what you need, listen, you're going to go back down to where you used to be. Why? Because God works in uh, a sequence. He can't just elevate you up there if you haven't gone through the process. We've had uh, people try to come on our network, for example, and they want to be, you know, big around the world. They want to be unknown around the world. And uh, when we first started, you know, we we were not known very well. And, uh, you know, they they, they wanted to be bigger, uh, their ministry bigger right away. So they went to all these uh, bigger networks. And guess what? nobody watches them because it is not the platform that will make you recognized or known it is the substance that is in you and the substance that you are sharing people won't just follow because you got something to say people will follow because there is substance in your life and those substance comes from the praises of god and the spirit of god so when god was telling abakuk write down the vision don't make it complicated Write down the vision, and it will surely come to pass. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says this, Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is who, who keeps the law. Meaning, where there is no vision. The vision for what? The vision of God's instruction. God's law, God's instruction, the vision God has instructed you, serve me. If you serve, he will do the rest. That's what God see, says. A vision sees beyond uh, the cadence of trouble. It sees beyond uh, the cadence of, uh, of obstacles, challenges. You can't see beyond uh, the walls or cadence without first dealing with uh, its obstruction. Before God had sacrificed his son, Jesus Christ, the wars or catings or sin kept us away from God's presence. God had to deal with sin. Sin prevented us from moving forward and from seeing what was in front of us. God's kindness, God's glory, God's mercy, God's goodness. But God, before he could just let us just like that, he sent Jesus Christ to deal with uh, the, 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 you know, with the sin so that we could see beyond the obstacle of sin see the glory of god see the goodness of god see the mercy of god see the kindness of god oh see the grace of god that is what it is all about a vision sees beyond God was able to see beyond our sins. God is a master visionally. He sees beyond what is in front. Sin does not scare him. He he saw beyond the sin. He saw redemption. He saw salvation. He saw His mercies over us. That's why He sacrificed Jesus Christ to die on our sin on the cross. You need to see beyond what's in front of you. You need to see beyond the challenges you're going through. You need to see beyond the things that are stopping you from doing what God has called you. If you can see beyond your troubles, you will be able to perceive the goodness, the power, and the anointing of God. God that God has provided in your life to sustain you and to take you from point B to point A. Such is the magnitude of God. Matthew 27 verse 50 to 51 says this. Jesus shouted again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Suddenly the curtain of the sanctuary was split in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked and the rocks were split. Opening up our relationship with God. Opening up, He tore the veil so that we can see the kindness of God. God's vision to reveal Himself to us by dealing with the sin. What did He do? He had to send Jesus Christ. So you can't see beyond what is in front of you if you don't deal with what is in front of you. Deal with your fears. If you don't deal with fear, guess what? As you're going, as you're rebuilding, as you're trying to do your vision, people will whisper stuff. People will ridicule you. People will mock you. I remember people were mocking us. They don't mock no more. Because we are passionately dedicated to serving God. Our goal is to glorify God, to magnify God, to lift him up through teaching the word of God. So you need to understand that the word of God helps us to see the spiritual workings of God. But we can't see the spiritual, the, the spiritual if the veil of discouragement, anxiety, impatience, and sin is in front of us. To fulfill your vision, you need to deal with a discouragement. You need to deal with impatience. Some of us are impatient, but we are to learn out to be patient with, with, with what God is doing. God is working. Just because you don't see it right now, it doesn't mean that God isn't working in your life. God is working right now. As you are listening to me right now, God is working in your life. He is dealing with certain things so that he can prepare you to where you you are going, to where you need to go. So before we can see the future ahead of us that God has for us, we need to deal with many obstacles and challenges that prevent us to see what God sees about us and what He has already done for us. Tore that veil of discouragement, tore that veil of disappointment, tore that veil of rejection, tore that veil of uh, feeling, you know, uh, fearful or inadequate. God has made you adequate. They reject you here. God has accepted you. You have to tell all those stuff. And begin to do what God has called you to do. You see. People saw a dying Jesus on the cross. Jesus saw his death. Because he was a visionary man. Jesus saw his death as a fulfillment. Of the redemption of man. From the power of sin and death people saw blood flowing from Jesus Jesus saw that blood has the full payment of the atonement of our sins. That blood at to flow. He saw beyond the blood that was oozing from him. He saw beyond those nails that was nailed in his hands. He saw beyond the pain of whatever they poked him and the mocking. He was mocked so that you could not, uh, you know, you, me and and you could have better life. On his wasted day on the cross, he gave us the base day yet for our lives forever. Think about that for a second. Jesus saw beyond what they were doing to him. He saw a new beginning for mankind. He saw a reunion between mankind and uh, God. The cross of Jesus speaks of the glory of God. People saw the cross they uh, ragged cross filthy cross but Jesus saw the cross as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a voice that spoke of the glory of God the crown of thorns around his earth around his earth speaks of the glory of God the nails in his palm of Je- in the palm of Jesus hands on his feet also spoke of the glory and the redemption so when you see the nail, you see your redemption. When you see the crown of thorns, you see the crown of glory on your life. He had to, be, to, to, to have this crown of thorns on, on his head to give us the crown of the glory of God. Jesus saw beyond what was being done to him. Hence, even on the cross, as they were mocking him and there was a thief on the other side, he was there on the cross, actually evangelizing right there, uh, inviting somebody into the kingdom of God. He wasn't concerned about what they, they had done to us, to him. If it was you and me in that state, oh my goodness, we are gone, we are done. But Jesus saw beyond that. Your vision cannot be sustained and cannot be achieved if you don't deal with the obstacles that comes with it. Some of the obstacles may be your own doings. Some of them may be just the challenges of life. But you need to know this. A vision must pass the test of time if only you stand on the word of God. Why is a vision so important? A vision is a blueprint for building a bridge to the future that God has for you. A vision makes you see what others cannot see. It is difficult to explain until it manifests itself through the fruits of your labor. Joseph. Try to explain what he had seen. He ended up being in trouble with his brother. But still, even them th- throwing him in the dungeon or selling him into into um into, into slavery, as well as uh, uh, being in prison after Potiphar's wife had accused him, did not kill the vision. A vision cannot be killed. A godly vision cannot be killed. A vision that pertains to the will of God cannot be stopped. It's unstoppable. It's unshakable. It's unbreakable. Why? Because it's a vision of the will of God. A vision makes you see what others cannot see. Why do you do what you do? Because you can see where you need to go. You can see only you sees what God has spoken in your life. You don't need not not to explain. A vision is difficult to explain all you need to do is to work so that people can see the fruits of it people cannot argue with the fruits they can argue when you tell them what god has spoken to you to do but they can never argue when it comes to pass because a vision must prevail a vision is a picture projected by. obstacles your vision cannot be achieved uh, right away first you need to learn how to navigate through obstacles and with the Holy Spirit and the power of God you can navigate through any obstacle in life I want to encourage you don't give up on your vision don't give up on your dream. It will save your life and it will save others, other people's lives. You don't have to give up. Today, I command you by the power of the authority of God to rise up, revive your vision. Let it be ignited. Let your passion to do what God has called you be ignited today. Let your vision come to life once again. Those, Father, those visions that have died, I command them to come to life right now in the name of Jesus. Those visions that have died because of being mocked and being ridiculed, I command them to come to life today in the name of Jesus. I declare your vision is coming to life. Your vision is coming to life once again in the name of Jesus. Come on, don't dwell on your disappointments. Don't dwell on your rejection. Don't dwell on those who rejected you. Dwell on what God is capable of doing in your life. Your vision is coming to life. And I pray this, that your vision and your dream to do the will of God is coming to pass. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray today. Amen and amen. I believe this message has blessed your soul. Come on, write to us. We want to hear from you. Info at KITV Network. And for those who haven't given your life you haven't given your life to God and you say come on man I just need Jesus right now just quickly just say dear Jesus I surrender my life to you forgive my sins accept me as your son today I declare you are my father in Jesus' name. I pray Amen and amen. That is the beginning of the good news and the beginning of the goodness of God in your life until then God bless you Shalom, Shalom.
0: Thank you for watching Kingdom Insight. Dr. Kazumba Charles has written some powerful and insightful books that will help you discover treasures and truth of God's Word and also give you a deeper understanding of the unchanging character of God. For a love gift of $20, our office will send you one of the following books written by Dr. Kazumba Charles. The Parables of the Kingdom, revisiting the foundations, the weapon of forgiveness, or discovering the power of God in you. Please go to www.kazumbacharles.org to give your love gift. Your love gift will enable Dr. Kazumba Charles to continue to preach the good news of the kingdom. Thank you for your generosity.